All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Iron Sharpens Iron Podcast. We're here at Chesapeake, Virginia at Discover Church. My name's Jesse. This is Chris. As you guys know, we're about five episodes in. We're going to go over episode six. And I know if you guys seen it on our Facebook and all of our Instagram posts, we said this is going to be the best one for husbands. So the title for this episode is going to be 10 Ways to Build Up Your Wife. So whenever we look at this episode, this is meant for all husbands, whether your marriage is doing fantastic, your marriage is struggling, or you just or you just got married yesterday. So the one verse that I want us just to remember and just keep on repeating to ourselves as Christian men is that Ephesians 5.25, it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So never just keep on repeating that. Remember, remember your faith, remember what Christ says for us to do. So one of our first things that we did is active listening. <clears throat> It's one of those things that my wife always says to our kids is that, are you listening to listen or are you just listening to talk? Because there's a huge difference. And I was like, man, that's man, like, you smart. And this is like our first year of marriage. And it is true, like, because there's men out there who just, they'll just be listening, just be like, okay, yeah, sure, 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 okay. But whenever you actually give her the time and you do the active listening, you actually ask her about her day and you actually listen to what she's saying to you, it means a lot for her as well. Imagine if God, if you prayed to God and he did that to you. <laughs> uh, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe sometimes he does if you're praying for stupid stuff. Yeah. But just to back it up, because, you know, when you're talking about building your wife up, yeah, you're coming from a place as a man, as a place of headship, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we're supposed to be leaders uh, of the spiritual uh, journeys of our whole family. And uh, if you look back to all the way to Genesis, right, you've got the fall. But even before that, in chapter 2, so you got the creation in 1. Yep. And in chapter 2, it says the woman was made after the man, right? And it says the woman was made for the man. And it says, uh, uh, what does it say? She was, for, it was made for the man. And then it's, it says, it was, it was will guilt you a helper suitable mm-hmm for him right and the and and not only that but she was also made from the man right and he she was brought to the man right and the woman was named by the man yeah so then you bring it all the way to genesis 3 where the fall happens and the deception and all that well in that deception uh god punished adam for listening to his wife yeah. Right. And then if that's not good enough for you, when you go, you could bring it all the way to the New Testament. Paul writes about it to the Romans in chapter five. He didn't say sin entered the world through Adam and Eve. He said, no, sin entered the world through Adam. Yeah. And it, the responsibility was on Adam. So death came through sin through Adam yeah. because he didn't exercise his headship. So that's a that's the foundation in which this is built and why you're you we would want to build our wives up because we're in that headship. Absolutely. And it always is like, we are the head of household. And I know that I heard a, uh, um, a chaplain talk about it once is that, yes, you're the head of household, but think of your wife as like the legs and the arms and the whole body. Like, yeah, you may control the head, but if your arms and legs ain't working, you're just going to stay still forever. And that was a great way to actually put that. Cause it, it's like, like once you hear, you're like, well, it makes a lot of sense. Like, of course. Why was I stuttering so bad? It's okay. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. All right. So looking at the second of our 10, we've got verbal affirmations. I think this is 
one of the best things that you can do for your wife because I think one of the things that you should be is you should be giving her positive affirmations. You say, hey, you look gorgeous today. You look beautiful today. Like, I thank you for everything you've done. Like, this has just been an amazing, like, you've been amazing. And I think one of those things for, like, after your wife gives birth, like, they feel so, like, yuck, disgusting and everything. But it's, like, one of those things, like, for men, we just have to be like, wow, you look amazing. You look beautiful. Even even with you re- recovering and everything, it, it does something for them. Like, it makes them feel wanted. It's the chase. And it's just what you were doing whenever you were dating. It doesn't have. It doesn't change to whenever you, whenever you're married, and that doesn't change at all. Yeah. Um. I mean, I certainly remember my wife being pregnant three times. Yep. And you four times, right? No comment. <laughs> uh. But a lot of people, they're, they don't really enjoy the pregnancy experience. I'm talking about from the man's yeah. perspective. But I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Even the birth, I was. I cried like a baby all three times when my kids <laughs> were born. Um, but even going back to the active listening thing, and I'm not trying to tra- time travel here, yeah. but, you know, you're talking about, you know, you need to listen to her. It's not just that you need to listen to her and then call her beautiful and all this stuff you're talking about. It's... Somebody's going to, they're, they're coming to arrest me for, for this blasphemy. Check that just to make sure. Yeah. Yeah, man, they're, we can just hear it crazy now. Okay. Um, but James would tell us that you're supposed to, if you lack wisdom, ask God. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not to be understood that like, you know what? I don't know exactly how to navigate this hard issue, which is a woman. They got all this thousand things and I got one thing. Yeah. You ask God. And he'll give you wisdom without holding it against you. And as far as, like, you know, one of the biggest commandments you you have from God is to love. Yeah. And uh, to love, <clears throat> and what is it? It, uh, it says, in anything that you do, do everything, whether it's in word or deed. Do everything for the glory of God. Yeah. Everything. That's Colossians 3. That was a great way to end that one for. So going on to our third one, and this is the most important that I think as husbands that we have to do, spiritual leadership. We are the head of household. And then if you go back to literally Ephesians 5.25, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. We are supposed to be the ones that are the stronghold of the house for spiritual. We are supposed to be the ones that are teaching our kids teaching our wives, helping our wives, helping our kids understand it. And it's just one of those things that I've seen it where the roles are reversed, where it's the woman who is a very strong uh, Christian household. And that's okay. We're not saying it's not. That's perfectly okay. But as but if you are married with with your wife, it is supposed to be you. The Bible does say you, you are the head of household. And I think that's, as Christian men, we have to lean on that. We have to be able to focus on that and make sure we're running that and doing that to the best of our ability as well. And those women who are the spiritual leaders of the house, speaking from a situation that, I mean, I think both of us were oh, yeah. kind of that, I don't know about you, but for me, for sure, uh, my wife was leading our household and from a spiritual perspective for a while. And the one thing my wife did a really good job of was setting the example of what I should have been doing so yeah. that when I actually did take over, I knew what to do. Yeah. 
uh, some women they want their they want the men to be spiritual leaders, and I know this is something people struggle with. So if you got a husband who's maybe not coming to church or is not as uh, not where you would like him to be or not where he should be biblically, uh, I feel for those women. Because I was just like that. I was just like their husband. Mm-hmm. Selena was the same way, and Lisa was the same way. Yeah, we would How go. It tends to happen. Yeah, we would go to church, and I was like, "Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm at church. I'm a Christian. Cool." And then now look at us. Mm-hmm. So I think it just shows like how much. Now we just body slam them. Yeah. Now, now it's just now it's just our how much our wives have done for us. Because my wife would tell me that she would literally pray over me whenever I was sleeping. That mm-hmm. God would change my heart. Mm-hmm. I think whenever you hear that, it's like, whoa, like you really did that. Like that's mm-hmm. crazy to think. By the way, my mom told me that she. I, I told you my mom was watching the podcast, yeah. so I've really got to be careful what I say Fair. from now on because uh, not everyone's watching. <laughs> not everybody's watching. Everyone's going to judge you. So yeah, so men, if you do, if you are struggling bi- biblically, and just getting to the word, and I probably we talked about it last night in our discipleship class. Like you can go through every single book in the Bible, and you will learn something. Mm-hmm. You can go through James, and James will teach you so many things just in the first the first chapter. It teaches mm-hmm. trials and tribulations. It teaches you just to just to have no doubt. And, mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things that if you feel like you're struggling, make time for God. Ask God for wisdom, and he will put it on your heart. And it, it's easier said than done, but I promise you it will happen. It's happened to me. It's happened to you. It's happened to a lot of people. So shifting to number, I think we're on four. Yeah, we're on number four. So this is a big one because everyday life comes into play for this one, but quality time. And this is a good one that we found was Genesis 2.24. That is why a man leaves his father and mother, is is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. I think quality time is something that everyone needs. Like, I've met, not get me wrong, I've met some couples who, I remember my old chief, he was like, yeah, I can just walk into my house. Just say what's up to my wife like that, and we we don't have to talk no more. We don't spend no time together. I was like, man, that's so crazy. Just like walk inside your house, just not even like, not even like do dinner or nothing. He's like, no, we just this is an understanding. But that quality one on one time is what we need and what women need as well. Women want that one on one time because it knows because it makes them feel like all right, I mean something to you. I hold value to you. If you go home and all you do is just I'm not saying it's wrong to do it, but if all you do is go home and just watch movies all night or you play video games all night and don't give your wife no quality time, it's going to make her feel resentment. Will make yeah, make her feel resentment towards you because you're not giving the one-on-one time that she needs. Yeah, and you know, think about it's all if you're Christ-centered, if you're God-centered and you bring this back to Jesus Christ. Yeah. And we're supposed to be a reflection of him. I sound like a broken record. I know we're, I say that a lot. But if we're supposed to be a reflection of him, understanding Jesus wasn't married. Yep. Right? But how did he love and how did he treat uh, and how did he interact with others? Yep. You think he was busy uh, doing nothing? Or do you think it, it seemed like a lot of the, the gospel narratives has him interacting a whole lot with his disciples, both men and women. Uh, it does. It has him... Uh, in prayer, it it has him performing miracles to even people he doesn't know. Yeah, of course. But in, in none of this, I mean, aside from the time where he went into solitude and prayed to God for a day, mm-hmm. right, or at least overnight, he he didn't. Uh, it doesn't uh, record a whole lot of time where it's like he's in solitude. I know he's kind of gone out 
at times, but he's devoting himself to prayer. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah, so just get the quality time in one-on-one. Like, if it's Bible time, just talking to each other at the end of the night whenever the kids go down, or just watching a movie. Watching a movie, nice time, sit on the couch, pop some popcorn, quality time right there, one-on-one. So next one, this is a big one, I think, as well. I know we're saying these are all big, so let's just say every single one of these are just a big topic. So supporting her dreams. I know that for military-wise people, it's hard for women to have dreams in a way. Like, it's not saying that you can't have dreams, but sometimes our, like, what the service calls us to do, it might hinder your dreams. So I think it's always important that you know what her dreams are and then all right, how can I help you in the best way to fulfill those dreams? How can I support you in the best way? What do you need from me to be able to get you to where you want to be? Because at the end of the day, if you're not doing what you love and what you want to do and what your full dream is, you probably, you're probably not going to be happy. Like, yeah, our, our marriage might be good, but professionally, you might be like, man, I'm just stuck in a rut. I got nothing going on for me right now. Now, we are hitting such a stride, we're not really covering our, the notes too much beforehand. So yeah. let's just sync up. When you say uh, her dreams, are you are you are you saying it from a place of what she wants or what God wants for her? Because that's a whole that could be a whole different thing. That is a whole different thing. Because I know there's a lot of things I want that I'm like I better not do that. So I would say that it's what it's God call it's what God has called her to do. Her calling. Yeah, her calling. So she hey like I have a calling to go and to be a nurse. Awesome. What can we do to get you there? What can we do to help you get there? All right, what's the best way to go about that? I keep trying to convince Lisa of what her calling is. I'm like, go be a travel writer. <laughs> let me let me retire. Oh no, I. I we keep... saw. Uh, this is off topic, but we saw Selena show me a video, and it was a travel nurse who does travel nursing, and then like content creator, like she posts videos. I think that she made like in one month she made like fifty five thousand. I was like. For travel nursing? That's all? That's it? I mean, we're making so much more <laughs> doing this thing. I need to be doing that. <laughs> no, no, it's just the it's just the thing. Like, whatever your wife's calling is and what she feels like she needs to do. And then let's say that she doesn't have a calling, but she's already in a professional field that she enjoys. Mm-hmm. Still support that. Like, she may be a lawyer and she's like, I, I want to get, I want to be a named partner. Okay, what do you need? What's the next steps that you need to do? Do you need to spend more time at work? Do you need to put more hours into this? Okay. Let's see if we can sit down and figure this out because that is going to improve your marriage as well because she'll see the sacrifice. I wouldn't necessarily call it a sacrifice, but it is also a sacrifice because the wives do it for us as well. They sacrifice it for us as well. It's a sacrifice for for us as well to do for them, but at the end it's all worth it because you're getting the dream that like you're getting your dream that you want, like the goal that you want, the job that you want. So I think that's something that a lot that's something that men we should do also as well. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I'd encourage my wife to be a lawyer. Those are a lot of hours. Not at all. A lot of school and stuff. But uh, no, I know. I know what you're saying. Uh, you know, there's a difference between being happy. Yeah. And being fit, fulfilled. Absolutely. Uh, because I would be really happy going to the movies every single night, like, and not having to like load my kids up and go. Yeah. But if I didn't have a wife and kids, I wouldn't be very full. And I, I, I think that's a, an important distinction because, you know, I might be, I might be very, I'd be very happy living in the flesh. Yeah. Right. Like Absolutely. you can be happy for a season. There's seasons of 
uh, happiness that you can go through, no matter who you are living in the flesh. I mean, there's no secret that fleshly things are to be desired, uh, but they only last for a season. And then the, the, the happiness wears off and you're empty. You're yeah. not full at all. Yeah, I agree completely. So I think that was a great way to end that one perfectly. All right, so our next one. Physical affection and intimacy. This is a big one. So I know that we always say it that like men, we are all about like the physical, the physical touch and everything. And women are more the like the emotional of it. I think that's the truest thing that, yes, like men, we want at the end of the day, like we do want sex. Like, but that's what that's how that's how we feel connected. Women want the more emotional, like they want to feel like there isn't the emotional connection. So what are you doing? Sorry, that's providing that emotional con connection. That's providing that intimacy that you guys are one flesh. Like you guys go hand in hand. What are you doing? And it's just simple, like doing those one on one times, going on date nights, surprising her with flowers, just being able just to like just show the gratitude that you have for her. That's going to really help the intimacy and then the actual physical affection as well yeah I, I i think one of the worst things that you can do and i'm not speaking from a biblical standpoint or a world i guess should we have said a prayer before this topic probably because i feel like we're about to we're about to uh, we're about to get banned <laughs> yeah we're probably gonna get a facebook or something hold on there's a verse in corinthians that talks about this and all right for First Corinthians seven, chapter seven, um, chapter three, the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife doesn't have authority over her own body, but yields it to her husband. And in the same way, the husband doesn't have authority over his own body and yields it to his wife. Do not deprive each other. Do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Yeah. So that oftentimes I think women and men, uh, they, try to, they try to deprive each other uh, of, of either sex or other things and they start weaponizing things None of our listeners. Yeah. I mean, I'm just talking about, uh, and not Lisa, of course. Just I guess it's no, just no, no. me. Just me. Just me. Uh, but I've heard from a friend of a friend, not you, but from a, a friend of a someone friend, else, someone else, that people can weaponize sex. Well, we and go. Well, you know what? They're not doing this, so I'm not doing this. And our, yeah. our government has been working like that. You know, if you don't, if we don't agree on immigration then we're not going to agree on, I'm not going to, you don't give us the money for this immigration thing. I'm not going to give you money for education. Yeah. They start wheeling and dealing. And um, God doesn't make those kind of deals. No, not at all. With us. Not one. Not I mean, you make covenants now. Yeah, that's different. And they were contingent. Hey, you do this. Uh, but they were all based on, and you know what? They were contingent. They were based on a promise, right? And they were based on a promise. And I think um, both men and women equally um, should not deprive each other, whether it's sex or not. Yeah, absolutely. You have a marital duty as a husband and whatever uh, aspect that is. And women, you have a, uh, a, a, a wifely duty and yeah. whatever that is uh, to, to provide. And if you're not doing 
your part, uh, how do you expect yeah. the other one? Especially when you talk from a spiritual perspective. Absolutely. And you got to set the example for the other person. I like that. Especially that's... as the man. 100%. You can't expect her to set the example for you and then... No, 100%. And that's as cryptically as you can... Yeah, pretty much. I like that, though. So, moving on to our next one. Respect and honesty. This is a big one, because without honesty and without the respect, that marriage is going to fail completely. About 99%. If you if your wife loses respect for you or you lose respect for your wife, it's just not going to be a great thing. And then with the honesty, you break the honesty, then the trust just goes away as well. There, once you have no trust in the marriage or the relationship... Because every single day, like you'll be sitting, you could be sitting at work, and your mind would just go straight to, "What is my wife doing? I can't trust her." So that's where honesty comes in. You have to be completely honest with your wife with everything, anything, whether it's good, the bad, the ugly. You have to be completely because trust is the foundation of a relationship. You want to be able to have that trust with your wife, and it all goes back to just being, just being of like of Christ. Like you don't think Jesus, Jesus wouldn't lie to you. Mm -hmm. Imagine he's like, hey, I'll heal you, but like, come back tomorrow, though, okay? And, and then tomorrow, like, he's not there. And then tomorrow's like, like, dude, I just get lied to? Like, no, that's not the case at all. So, trust is the fundamental, the fundamental root of a relationship. If you lose that, it's going to be very hard to get that back. You, you, that was the perfect way to close that because trusting in Jesus is, and, and believing in God and believing God is what we talked about last week. And yeah. It's a complete thing but you know what the apostle john says about lies he tells us satan is the father of all lies and that might even have been a quote from jesus i'm pretty sure it was Satan, uh he says the devil is the father of lies yeah and anything bred out of that is you know if you lie that's coming from satan's got to you because there is no lie you know jesus said in john 14 i'm the truth the way and the life yeah you know, he is the truth. And if you're the opposite, anything opposite of what Jesus is, is pretty much the antichrist yeah. or, or Satan. And going, a lot of people wonder about what God's will is. You know, they pray for the Lord's prayer. Thy will be done. It's like, I want you, what is your will? Yeah. And I was, I was reading through this the other day in Thessalonians. I can't remember what it, what, uh chapter and verse but it says in all things and in all circumstances give thanks to god and that's the will for you in jesus christ you know, absolutely giving Love thanks it. to him like and that's and you know thinking your you be a reflection of Christ. are you supposed to do the same thing yeah. to appreciate your wife 100 percent. so i think that was a great video on respect and honesty mm -hmm. can you continue that any better all right so moving on to our last one shared responsibilities so talk about the importance of sharing household and parental responsibilities fairly and how it's a practical way to show support and partnership. I think this is awesome because I know a lot of people, a lot of men will feel like, will feel that it's, oh, my wife needs to handle everything while I'm at work. I come home, I need, my dinner needs to be on the table, on the table, like and everything. It's a, that can add up on a wife and a, or your fiance, like that can just add up and that's a lot to put on your wife's shoulders. So taking loads off of your wife, like taking that mental load off, like, okay, you don't have to worry about dinner. I'm cooking dinner. Hey, you don't have to worry about this. I'll do this. I'll do X. I'll do everything. Being able to do that and being able to like show that to your wife, that's going to help your wife out tremendously. It's going to help you out tremendously because it's a way that you can also show gratitude as well. Hey, I know you've been doing great, but I know things have been a little bit stressful at home. 
Let me help you out. What can I do for you? And that'll help out your marriage and your relationship completely. Hundred percent agree. As long as she's gonna come change the oil, yeah, you know, yeah. hey, I'll change. You've been working real hard. Let me change the oil for you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I agree with you. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a certain level of. I do, I do personally believe in gender roles. Yeah. It's very clear in the Bible, but the, the, you know, the Bible doesn't say, hey, she, she needs to do the dishes. You yeah, know? yeah, it doesn't say that at all. It doesn't, it doesn't say that. But, uh, you know, yeah, you you've got to be able to to share uh, responsibility because you're you're united in one flesh, Absolutely. like we said earlier. And um, while you're the head of, or you have headship, you know, you, that doesn't mean you're a dictator. Yeah, no. Uh, Knuckle inhaler over here. You know, <laughs> yeah. Now we're definitely getting banned. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but yeah, I I did um, I did think of I had a scripture on my head, but I don't remember it. It's okay. That's all right. We ended on a great note, anyways. That's right. Yeah. So that was episode six. Ten ways to help build up your wife. We hope that you guys can at least take a few of these. But just if you ever if you ever have any questions or anything like that, hit us up. We're on Facebook, Instagram, our emails in the uh, our emails on our Facebook page. Uh, we'll put the emails up or like uh, the email that we use, just so that if you have any questions, you can just hit us up. Uh, if you have topics you want us to listen, uh, talk about, we can talk about. Uh, we usually always put our social medias and our links as well, so that's always good. So we're on everything. So just be able to just give us a listen. Let's just continue talking and just spreading God's word. So thank you guys and. Thank you guys for all the likes, shares, and subscribing. We really appreciate it. So thank you guys.